0: All right, Romans, we're talking about being led of the Spirit today. I finally got to this last part. Are y'all ready to be led by the Spirit? Amen. We're going to read in Romans 8. But while we're turning there, I want to just read Galatians chapter 5, lest I don't get to it. You don't have to turn there. But I want to read Galatians 5, verse 18. It says this, But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. If you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Catch that. If you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Come on now. And we are going to be led of the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit are not under the law. Romans chapter 8. Woo, go ahead. Won't bother me at all. (coughs) Woo, where do you go? How about, let me, that whole chapter is good, but, all right. Verse 6 says, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and Zoe peace. Zoe, Zoe, life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. You know, I've said all along, this natural mind of yours cannot be renewed. It's not subject to God and never will be. But we have the mind of Christ. How do we get it? By that little word, exchange. All right, we got a new mind. Oh, thank you. It's the mind of Christ. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken. What does that word quicken mean? Make alive your mortal bodies. We have a new spirit. We have a new soul. And this old mortal body has been quickened, made alive. And one of these days we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be exchanged in a moment in a tweaking of an eye. Amen. And we're going to have a new glorified body, made likened to his glorious body, according to Romans uh, 1 Corinthians 15, according to the seed. Right. We're going to have a new body according to his seed, new DNA. How's that, Mike? Yes. Oh, that's going to be all right. <clears throat> Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. See, there's a debt there. To live not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. It says, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. See, that's something you have to allow the Holy Spirit to mortify those deeds of the body. Don't let them dictate to you. <clears throat> Paul said, I bring my body under what? Subjection. i tell it what to do. It doesn't tell me what to do. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Do you know all that's in the old nature and the old covenant is rooted in fear? You've not received that spirit of fear. But you've received the spirit of adoption. You know what the word adoption means? The placing as a son. You've been placed as a son. You didn't earn your sonship. You didn't get good enough for God to accept you as a son. You've been placed as a son. The placing of a son. And that word being led of the spirit. You know, this Roman in Galatians, this uh, what we read, 518, in the Greek New Bible, it says, let the Spirit direct your lives. Let the Spirit direct your lives. Let it guide your lives. Roman, as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. And as I looked over that and looked into Greek, listen to what it really says. It's really learning to live by the leading of another. The load by taking hold of by taking hold of you and bringing you to a destination. and the Holy Spirit says it's the Holy Spirit that joins us in union with him and leads us to life Amen. and leads us to life. It's that joining that union of the Holy Spirit, His spirit bears witness with our spirit. You know what the word "bear" means? It means to join. His spirit joins our spirit. And leads us into life. See, he's taken us. Now, the word bring, that word (coughs) led, 32 times in the Greek it's used as brought. He's brought you. There's more brought 32 times, or he will bring 14, led 11. So it's more correct to say, as many as are brought by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God. Isn't that a little better? See, he's bringing you into He's placing you into something. How many of you know he's in charge? Everything. He's in charge of everything. It's not left up to you. It's just receiving and yielding to what he's done for us. As many as are led by the Spirit, his Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. Amen? Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The Spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching the inward parts of the belly. The Greek says the Lord gave us a mind and his spirit, a conscience we cannot hide from ourselves. The Spirit of the Lord, the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching the inward parts of the belly. So we're talking about being led of the Spirit. See the candle and, and the, your spirit work together. They work together. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching the inward parts of the belly. See you can't even hide from yourself. You know that? The Spirit won't even allow you to hide from yourself. So he's there to work in us. We're talking about learning to be led, to be guided. Jesus said, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will lead and guide us into all truth, for he'll not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak, and he'll show you things to come. We're going to talk about that. Amen. The Holy Spirit lives in us and directs us, and he's leading us somewhere. Okay? You know, in, in Hebrew, we, we're reading here in Romans 8, <clears throat> in verse 20, it says this For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly by reason of him who is subjected to the same in hope. <clears throat> it says, Creation was condemned to lose its purpose in the Greek. Creation was condemned to lose its purpose. See, as Christians, we're not purposeless, we have a purpose. Where there's no vision, the people perish. I like to amplify it, it says there. whereas there's no redemptive revelation. Where there's what? No redemptive revelation, the people cast off restraint. We've been given a redemptive revelation through the knowledge of the Son of God and the identity he's given us. We have purpose. We know where we're going. We know what we're doing. (coughs) But you know, even Paul said in Philippians, he said, I follow after that I may apprehend that for which Christ apprehended me. He told Timothy, if God saved you, he called you for a purpose and not what you purposed, but what he purposed for you before the foundation of the world. And Paul said at the end, I finished that course. I've kept the faith. And henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, not for me only, but for all them that love his appearing. Paul knew he had finished his course. Jesus said what? The works you've given me to do, I have finished The men you gave me out of this world, I have kept, and none of them is lost. He said that before he ever went to the cross. I've finished the work you gave me to do. And so he knew. But when he said, it is finished, it was all finished from the foundation of the world. He finished it. What's left to be done? Nothing. He's taking care of everything. All right? We are spirit beings. We contact the spiritual realm in our spirit. We contact the mental or emotional realm of our soul. With our, with our soul. And we contact the physical realm with our bodies. 1 Thessalonians 5:23 says, The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, and I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I like the next verse: Faithful he's, is he who called you, who has all-school. Actually, he's done it. It is finished. Spirit, soul, and body. <coughs> There's nothing left. For you to do but receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your souls. Receive with meekness. Being born again not of a corruptible seed but an incorruptible seed by the word of God that lives and abides forever. Right? So how much more shall the blood of Christ purge your conscience? See, your conscience is where the Holy Spirit speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. And he longs to guide you by his spirit. It's not in your head. It's in your spirit as many are led by the spirit and he speaks to your conscience and it says, how much more shall the blood of Christ purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Amen. By one offering, he's perfected forever and cleansed us from that. Oh, that's good, isn't it? So if any man is in Christ, he's a what? New creation. You know why I went on this journey finding all the stuff we've been teaching for the last few years It's because when I got born again, I got a brand new spirit But I had a lot of soulless junk in my life. Anybody out there? And I'd read that verse, if any man in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new, and I knew I missed something. And I cried out, what am I missing? And you know what? When you cry out and ask him to show you something, he will show you something. We're talking about being led of the Spirit. And I remember the day when I was reading Don Bastion's book, Deliver Us From Evil, and I went in the bathroom and prayed, Lord, if there's anything to this thing I want you to show me. And we went to his meeting that night. And after the meeting, when, when a manifestation came right in my face, and I couldn't hardly hear for the manifestation, I heard him say to me clear as day. I, I thought it was audible. You wanted to know if it's real. Here it is. He's not afraid to tell you if you ask him. If you ask him something, believe him, you better expect to listen. It may not be the way you want it to be. But he will. And I told you last week, you know, when I was stepping off the house of my daughter's house, when I was working on her, her roof, and I stepped off the ladder front, which I started off, and he said, don't do that. And I said out loud, it'll be all right. <laughs> so when I hit the ground, <clears throat> I had to go to the hospital and get my arm set. It wasn't all right. Even though I said it was all right, he knew it wasn't all right. So you've got to learn to listen to that voice. It can save your life. But he speaks to your spirit in your spirit. And that's how he, he talks to us. And so we got to go, what, how do we do this? I use this all the time. Somebody comes to me, well, I just need to know what to do. In, in Isaiah 55, verse 12, it says, You shall go out with joy and be led with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break before you into singing, and the trees of the field will clap your hand. If you're looking for something, visualize yourself doing what he's called you to do and you're thinking this is what he's saying, if you have that peace, that warm, fuzzy, you kind of know that's the direction that's kind of start moving. But I don't care how good the circumstances look, and you start thinking about that, and you start getting a little antsy and a little agitated, you better back off. I don't care how good it looks. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof, the ways of death. But you're going to be led with joy and peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. And you can be led with peace and know that you're doing the right thing. So where does that peace come? In your brain? No. It's the peace that passes all understanding. And, he'll, and it, what does it say? It'll umpire. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts. That means shall rule. Umpire in your heart. So let that peace lead and guide you and direct you. Huh? Amen. Amen. The number one way we're led is that inner witness. He bears witness. The Holy Spirit joins your spirit and witnesses what He wants you to do. He'll speak to you, but it's always usually that inner witness is is what you got to listen to. Okay? So don't go that way. All right. You know, under the old covenant, we could run to the prophets. I could run to Mike all the time and say, Mike, give me a word. Give me a word, Mike. Give me a word. But you know, under the new covenant, Mike has to get it the same way the rest of us does. He may be a prophet. But you run to him say, give me a word so I'll know what to do. Well, he may give you a word to confirm what the inner witness has already told you. Yes, right. But you better not run off on his word. That's right. He has to get the same way we get it. Right. Is that right, man? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But he may give you a confirming word yes. to confirm what the Holy Spirit's trying to lead you. Because we're living in a time when you will be led by the Holy Spirit. He will lead and guide us into everything that he wants us to do. Amen. A lot of times we miss, said we can miss the supernatural by waiting for the spectacular. Let me say that again. Sometimes we can miss the supernatural by waiting for the what? Spectacular. You know what the secret of Christianity is? John G. Lake says it's supernatural from start to finish. Too many Galatians chapter three have started in the spirit and tried to finish this thing in the flesh. It's called religion. It doesn't work. The religion of change doesn't work. And God can, not only it's that inner witness of that thing and being led with peace, but you can hear that inner voice. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that inner voice. And you've got to learn to know when that voice is speaking. And listen to that inner voice right. in our spirits. If the Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit and you know what he's saying. And <clears throat> I've heard that voice many times through the years. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirits, not our feelings. You can't be led by your feelings. You say, well, you know, I prayed and I just feel. Well, you prayed. It doesn't matter what you feel. Your prayers need to be based on what the word says. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because why? That's the way it works. And what's Jeremiah 33, what did he say? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things that you know not. Call unto me and I'll answer you and show you. i tell you, whenever I've got really desperate over the years and and said, God, you've got to speak to me. You may not like what he says, but he'll speak to you. Amen? Amen. And we've got to learn to listen to that. And I believe we're coming into the days when it's even more critical that you learn to listen. We was reading John G. Lake's book, and him and his wife was going somewhere, and they were starting around this mountain. And, of course, they drive on the wrong side of the road over there. And so he was coming around this mountain, and the Lord spoke to him said, Get over, the Holy Spirit did, get over next to the mountain. Pull over to the side next to the mountain. He just obeyed and drove over there and stopped by the inside of the mountain. And he sat there a minute, and then he heard something coming, and this big truck was coming around the, with his brakes out. And he would have been right in his lane when he came around the corner. See, sometimes it can mean life or death to listen to that spirit. When you hear, don't do that, don't ignore it. Don't do it. And so we got to, this is the normal for us. It shouldn't be something that's spooky or weird. This should be normal living. It's learned to live and be allowed the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into what? All truth. He will lead us into all truth. Amen. And it says your natural mind's not subject to the, the law of God. Neither can it be. We have a new mind, but a lot of times he don't speak to your mind. Right. Your mind's usually the last thing that gets it. it, it it's true. You've got to listen to that inward voice, being that conscious that he's given us. And our conscious is new now. It's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It's the voice of God. Amen? You know, Satan can dominate your feelings. But, you know, you got to let the Lord lead you. 2 Corinthians 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Thought to the obedience of Christ. See, those thoughts have to be lined up to the Word of God and checked out. He paid for it for us. When He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He'll not speak of Himself, but He'll show you things to come. Amen. I was thinking about Paul. You remember when Paul was on the trip, his last trip where he had to go to be judged? And, you know, he told the, the ship owners and the masters, he said, don't, don't leave this dock. Because he said this, I perceive that this voyage is going to be a great disaster for this ship and everything in it and even of, of lives. Yes. And he said, I perceive that. Now, an angel didn't tell him that. God didn't speak it to him. How did he perceive it? The same way we can perceive. But they went on. But then later on, after the trouble hit, and they were fasting, and and then Paul got up and said, "I, I, be of good cheer. I believe God. It'll be even as it was told me. For an angel of the Lord told me this night, he stood by my bed and said, there'll not be a loss of lives in this ship. Not a loss of life. So he said, be of good cheer. I believe God. So, see, it can come from an angel speaking to you. It can come from a lot of ways. But, see, he perceived first. And we've got to learn to keep our perceiver open. Sometimes we'd call that discerning. You know, discerning of spirits is not just always evil spirits. That's right. That's right. Amen. No, you can discern other things. You can discern people's spirits. The candle of the Lord searches the inward parts of the belly. So allow that spirit of discernment to work, too, in your lives. So, you know, I want to get Mike up here. You know, the Holy Spirit shows things. I told him I wanted him to do a little this, and he's got some show and tell, and he brought us his dog today. Hallelujah. But I want to close with this story. A few weeks ago, Jen and I went to the lake, and when we got there, this little dog met us at the lake. she came come running up to us, a little beagle, and uh, for two days she would not leave our side. Every time you'd sit down, she'd come lay her head on my lap, and she just was just so. I'd never seen anything like it, and Jenna felt the same way, and she said, "We've got to find where this dog belongs." So we got in our little cart. We got a little cart, and we run around the neighborhood all over there trying to find where the thing. Have you seen this dog before? Oh no, and, and so uh, we tried, didn't we, with no luck. So the next day we're coming home. And Jenna said, if we don't find this little dog's home, he's going home with us. I don't know where Angelina gets all this dog stuff, but I got a pretty good idea. But you know what? I was getting a little attached to the little rascal, too. She actually slept with us in the house. It's over. It's and, and she actually wanted to sleep in her bed, but we wouldn't let her. But she really didn't want to get that far from us. So we're sitting on the front porch. I was sitting there that morning, and I said, Holy Spirit, you got to show me where this dog lives. It's obvious this dog's really attached to somebody, and I can't believe that whoever's attached to it doesn't feel the same way this dog is. I was sitting there, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, remember yesterday the neighbor said there was two of them. I said, yeah. And he said, I want you to listen. And it was real quiet, and where we're at over there, there's not anybody around. And I could hear three dogs barking probably half a mile, three-quarters of a mile away off to the southeast. And he said, now, listen to that one. It's a little different, isn't it? I said, yeah. It was, it was another beagle barking, howling, missing his little mate. And he said, listen. And he said, now, mark it. So I did. So I got in my little cart, and I drove down east for a block, turned and drove four blocks over. And he said, turn down this alley. So I turned down the alley, and I come up to this six-foot fence and a gate. I couldn't see in the yard, but I stopped by the gate and just sat there looking at the gate. And here comes the little dog to the gate. There he was. And about that time, a lady walked out of the house next door. And I said, would you happen to know anybody over here that's got two dogs, little beagles? She said, yeah, they do. But they're missing their little female. And I said, I got her. So she called him to come pick picked her up. Or I'd have a little beagle today. I've been delivered. I've been set free. <coughs> so sometimes you have to call upon me and I'll show you great mighty things that you know not. But I thought it's, it's a perfect example of being led to the Spirit. I had this message before, but I needed more testimony to go with this message. How many of you know he knows if a little sparrow falls? Didn't he know what's going on in our lives or around us? <laughs> I think of that little puppy all the time because I'd never seen one like that. Did you? That that attached to people. He wouldn't let us out of his sight. Oh, it wasn't you. <laughs> no, he followed me around all the time. Yeah. All right, Mike. Yeah, she she knew you fixed it. Well, it's been good. Show and tell, that's what it's all about, ain't it? Amen. You know, next week, now, we're going to play that video, and I, I want you to hear this, Rick Joyner, the dream that he had, and the next morning he put it on Nationwide TV, showing what's coming. And, uh, you know, when Rick speaks, you need to listen. And it affects us mainly because a lot of it's coming right through Texas is what he was talking about. So it's really, you need that information, and I'd encourage you to come and tell your family because there's some things you need to be prepared for and uh, so I'd encourage you to be here and pray for Rod that he'll figure out how to get it from there to here you might help him john he needs help he said he'd get it figured out but you might help him figure it out huh all right well you're dismissed okay bye